0: Thank you for joining us. God loves his children. He protects, provides, guides, forgives, and so much more. Therefore, he deserves our trust, praise, glory, honor, obedience, and so much more. Yet we often grieve our Lord by turning from him to do things our way rather than turn to him in obedience. And what does God do? He gives us what we don't deserve, his love, grace, and mercy. He continues to teach and develop us, and he is always available to us. The question is, when will we always be available to him? Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us.
1: Why does God allow storms to come into our lives? Secondly, beloved storms are a reality of life. Storms are a reality of life. You do not get through this life without them. Jesus himself said, we will have trials and tribulation. Job chapter 2, verses 9 through 10 says, then his wife, I love to call her Mrs. Job, said to him, do you still hold fast your integrity? Look, our children are all dead. Uh, Our livestock is is gone. You sit now all messed up in your sickness. Do you still, Job, honey, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Why don't you cuss God and die? Be careful where you get your counsel from. When you're in the storm. Anybody at any given time can give you bad counsel. And when you have the spirit of discernment, you'll know when that bad counsel is even coming from your spouse. Coming from your child. Coming from your sorrow. Uh, coming from your longtime friend, coming from whomever. You be careful. You be discerning as to who you get your counsel from. She said, honey, curse him and die. Look what God, look, look, look. How can he be God? Look at you. Just look at yourself. Look, look at you. Verse 10. Brother Job said to Miss Job, huh? Huh? You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. That was a nice, polite way of calling her a fool. <laughs> he said foolish. He didn't say fool. You know, he put the ish on it. You speak as one of the foolish women speak, Miss Joe. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? For you to think you can live a normal lifespan and not have adversity. You'll be as messed up as you can be. You'll be as spoiled as you can be. Nobody can put up with you if you had it your way 100% of the time. I love this passage. This verse says, in all this, Job did not sin with his lips. In the crisis, in the storm, Job did not sin with his lips. I want you to hear me well, beloved. The best thing you can do in the midst of adversity is to shut up and be quiet. Trust God when you don't understand and wait on Him. Now, when you're in a storm, refuse to be a crybaby. Refuse to whine, huh, oh, Lord! I give to you. I come to church. I read my Bible. Why is my child on drugs? Why? Why is my mom? Why? Why can't you hush my mother-in-law? Uh, uh, uh Lord, why, uh, why do? Why did you let me have cancer of the lungs? I I never smoked a day in my life. Refuse to whine refuse to talk too much you can talk yourself into trouble refuse to throw yourself a penny party in the midst of a storm refuse to draw uh, uh, attention to yourself you want everybody to find you out to look after you you just attention getter you all over facebook and social media yeah i'm sick you call 50 people and every time somebody talk to you you give them your they know your whole medical history in 2 minutes you can't give a word of encouragement because you're so busy talking about you. You get your mind off yourself and start talking about other folk, you feel better. John 13, sixteen thirty three also says, these things I have spoken, look, these things I have spoken to you that in me, in Christ, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. Look, he's, Jesus says, you will have tribulation. You will have trials. But look what he says. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world and as I've overcome, you too will overcome. Trust God. Look to him. You will overcome. Believe that you will overcome. Number three. Number, number three. Dealing with storms, what, we, what should we consider? Like Jonah, sometimes storms intrude into our lives Because of our own rebellion against God. We bring our own storms on ourselves because of our own personal rebellion. You say, how do you know that? In verse three, it says, but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of God. When God disciplines his children, we know without a doubt it is he who is doing the chastening. Look at Jonah chapter two, verses three and four. We're kind of going back and forth between chapters 1 and 2. Jonah chapter 2, verses 3 through 4a, it says, For you cast me into the deep. Now, that water was deep. Perhaps, I don't know, 200, 300 feet deep. That was some deep water. When water's that deep, I like staying on a ship. Okay? He, He says, For you cast me cast me into the deep. In other words, Jonah knew where this storm came from. And he knew who cast him into the sea. Into the heart of the seas. And the flood surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said I have been cast out of your sight. Now you know it's a bad thing when God gets so upset at you. That he cast you out of his sight. Ooh, you, let me tell you something right now. You better straighten up. You, you told your your child. If you don't straighten up, I'm gonna give you something to cry about. How, how many mamas are you? How many mamas have he ever said that? You know, to your grandchild. You you better straighten up right now. I, I mean, you bet. Don't what? You bet not cry. And sometimes they whipping you saying, "You bet not cry." <laughs> Shut up! You cry, huh? <clears throat> Somebody know what I'm talking about. You, you, I see one tear. Pow. <laughs> I submit to you today. You had better not make God angry. Ooh, he has a multiplicity of ways of taking you to the divine wishhead. And his weapons are not like mama. His whippings are not like daddy. When he whips, you've been marked for life and you will never forget that whipping. Have, is there anybody under my voice been whipped by God and you know God whipped you? Here's my hand and my feet. I got everything I can raise up, I raise it up. And when you've been taught and when you know better, when you've been trained and you've been in that Bible and you heard it and you know better, he's going to get you and he's not going to kind of get you. He's going to get you real good. And I'm going to tell you something. When God hit, he don't even miss a list. Sometimes mama, she, wait a minute, she missed. Wait a minute. Sometimes you're going to hold her. You're going to hold my hand. And sometimes you're going you gonna to run. Anybody ever got, got a whipping in the bed? You thought they forget about it? It's over now. You go. You ate rice and gravy and chicken and collard greens and all that. Let me stop where you get. Before you want to go to Luby somewhere? You know. And and you go on to bed and you snoring. And all of a sudden that cover roll back. <laughs> and all here here come the licks and you holler and those little thin whimsic pajamas or whatever you got on. You getting the real licks and you can't go anywhere. God is God and you don't want to make him mad because he knows how to whip you. He knows when to whip you. And he knows where to whip you. Sometimes he give it to you just where you act up. Wow. That's something. So we we have to consider that. Cast out out of your sight my friend do not think that you are so important that you cannot be humbled by God he knows how to shake up your life and bring you to your senses the chastening hand of God was so severe upon Jonah's life until he was taken out of this world look he was taken out of this world and cast of God's sight by being swallowed up whole by a great fish. Now God was good. God could have caused one of those teeth to just, I think, jug him in the feet. <laughs> you know, that's, you know that won't, I, I just want you to stick him one time. You know, it was a blessing that the fish swallowed them whole, so even in the swallow, Jonah was blessed because God said, you know what, I think I want that last tooth On that fish to go right through his heel. So when he started walking and preaching, he's going to preach with a limp. You know, that's what that's what happened uh, to Israel. Jacob, when he wrestled with God, that's a whole nother account in Genesis. Jacob's life was never the same when he wrestled with God. And he lived from that day forward. God, God could have said, I'm going to lip you right in that fish. But that was great. God didn't let the, he didn't, I, thank God the, the fish weren't hungry. Ooh, thank God for a whole swallow. <laughs> I'm getting happy with this thing, y'all. Y'all got to excuse me. The chastening hand of God was so severe upon Jonah's life until he was taken out of this world and cast out of the sight of God by being swallowed up whole by a great fish and was taken into the depths of the sea. The, the, the big fish didn't stay on, on the surface. Then when he, when he, gloop, shoop, he submarined that rascal. Submarine him into the sea. Submarine him into isolation. Submarine him into seclusion. Submarine him into solitary confinement. Ah! Believe me, church. Jonah was messing with the wrong person. And you will be wise indeed if you learn your lesson today from Jonah. All your lessons don't have to be hard learned. When you see other people falling, going through tragedy and bringing stuff on themselves, whether politics or this or that, that, stop looking at, ooh and ah. Oh, and how could they, or how could that, I, no, oh, oh, shut up! And say, Lord, teach me. Help me to learn lessons that I won't, so I won't end up like that. Let me not gossip. Let me not talk. Let me not pile on. Pile on, because I I see what's happened to them, but I don't know what's happened, what's going to come my way. And you listen, you can do everything right and still end up in a storm. Beloved, do not delegitimize, do not delegitimize. This is this story, this account, this account, this report of Jonah is a real historical account. This was, this was no myth. This was no fairy tale. This was a Actual fact in biblical history. And some people, some people got to death, these liberal scholars and professors. Some of these schools need to go and be buried in a cemetery. Because when some of these uh, uh, seminary kids go in there, they come out worse than when they went in. They're so liberal, they, they can't even give them God. Can't give them go. You got some of these high polluting PhDs in the liberal uh, academics. Uh, they'll say, uh, uh, "Jonah, impossible! R- really impossible! That can't happen. No man can live in the fish for days and nights. That 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 that's just uh, that's just kind of an allegory. That's you know that's that's kind of a." Story. You know, don't, 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 that's not real. I got news for you. If God can keep a caterpillar inside a cocoon and allow it to go through due process and then come out a beautiful butterfly, then God can keep Jonah in the belly of a fish. Do I have a witness? I ain't through with y'all yet. I'm going to drive all this liberalism out of y'all. If God can cause a chicken hen to lay an egg and then sit on it as the embryonic chick inside the egg goes through its developmental process until it hatches, then God can keep Jonah in the belly of a fish. If God can cause a baby to be conceived in the womb of the mother and stay there for nine long months in embryonic fluid, and then the baby is born crying, kicking, and screaming, then my God, I said my God... I said, my God, I said, my God, is he your God? Is he your God? I said, my God can keep Jonah in the belly of a fish if he can keep a baby in the embryonic fluid for nine months. Why can't he keep Jonah? He's God all by himself. I do not have time for foolishness. Don't you try To fix your mouth to tell me what my God can't do. My God can do anything but fail. I believe God and Jonah was in that fish. Because God's word said, and I believe everything in this book. You know, you go, you go to heaven and hell based on what you believe and don't believe about this book. Me do one more and I'll leave you alone. We're not going to finish this today. I, I wish I had. I had about fifteen of these or so, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to respect your time. I want this quite to get back to Austin, so I'm. You know, some of y'all you 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 only get patience when you got sports, yeah. So let me give you one more, lest you get bored. Sometimes the decisions of others, such as a spouse, parents the decisions your children make, the decisions your brothers and sisters, your siblings make, can cause us to be in a storm. Verse 5a says, then the mariners were afraid. Jonah's rebellion affected everyone on that ship. His rebellion affected everybody on the ship. Willfully sinning against God is so selfish. So selfish because your sins not only affects you, but it also affects those you love most. Even the decisions made by your employer when they decide to lay you off or move you out of town or the government decides to go to war or decides to, or some, some kind of layoff. Uh, oh, what was the thing they just had the other day? This government shutdown and all these things. Listen, some, some of these decisions, you, you can't control what these folk do. And you find yourself in a storm based on somebody else's decision. Even decisions made by the employer, the government can whirl your home, your family into a crisis some parents right now trying to bail their children out of jail. Oh, Lord, help me. Do you not know there was nobody to bail Jonah out? Who's going down that deep water? And who was going in that fish's mouth? God put Jonah in a position where nobody can get to him. They didn't even know his location, the sonar. Or whatever they call that stuff that can detect underground, they couldn't even pick up a reading on him. Huh? I tell you what, God can fix you and He can hem you in. Well, you 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 locked in. Jonah was locked in. All that fish fat. Every time that fish burped, it was right in Jonah's face. Burp, burp, burp. Just think about it. Fish fat to the left. Fish fat. Put him in an embryo state. I'm gonna make a baby out of you. You think you? You think you? You think you grown? I'm gonna put you back in your fetal position. I'm gonna curl you back up. I'm gonna keep you there until you learn who's in charge. Until I'm, till you realize I'm God. I'm going to keep you there. Until you say I'm God. I'm going to keep you there. Until you say father I stretch. My hands to thee. No other help I know. I just hoped I preached all the hell and rebellion out of you. When you mess with God, you really don't know who you playing with. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, God. There was more in this storm than I could preach today thank you for calling me to preach. And I guess I, I know I'm so passionate about this because I realized there was a time when I was a Jonah. And I knew how you hemmed me in. I see myself in Jonah. And I'm here today in this pulpit because you won. You won. Oh, you really won. <laughs> I surrendered. Father, there are people here who say, I'm not going to tie. I'm not coming to church. I'm not going to serve in ministry. I'm not going to the meeting. I'm not going to sing. I'm not participating until. They are ready. They are right for a storm. And they don't know what form the storm is going to come in. There's some under they're someone of my voice. They're going to attempt to be a runaway fugitive. They're going instead of coming to God and seeing the counsel. They're going to walk out that door and be a runaway Jonah. And you going to swat them up. In Jonah's case, it was a fish. Who knows what is going to be in their case? I pray that all under the sound of my voice will learn a hard lesson. From Jonah. Oh God. Help us. To surrender and let you be Lord. And stop making these excuses. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. To attempt. To play games with you. Because we really don't know who we are messing with. I pray father that. All the lies that Satan's going to use. Stay in that seat. This is your first time here. You want your first time visitor. It's not time. Wait till this happened. Wait till that. Do this first. And they talk. They allow Satan to talk them out of their greatest blessing. I pray that they get up and resist every attempt to be distracted by excuses and procrastination and say, Lord, here I am. Send me. And then watch you work in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, whosoever called upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Your presence today is no accident. God ordered your presence. God knew before the foundation of the world was created that you'd be here hearing this message. You know what you need you know to you ask yourself? Lord, why did you let me hear this message? Ask yourself, why did you let me hear this message? Message, you're not an accident. God ordered you, God knew you would be here on this day and time. There are 50,000 places you could have been, but you here. You are here, and the message was for you like that whale was, for, like that, that whale of a fish was for Jonah. Could have been a well. I don't know. God can get a shark to swallow us God can make a shrimp sw- swallow us up he wants to. God can do whatever he wants to do. He said, how can a shrimp swallow you? It could be a big one down there. You don't know. (laughs) You grow. And All I'm saying to you today. Don't play games with God. This is your God moment. Don't pass it by. Where is death? If you knew tomorrow this time you'd be dead. How would that affect your decision right now? You could be. May not be, but you could. And some folk end up in hell with the best of intentions. Get right with God and don't put God off. We are one breath away from dying. Surrender today.
0: If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages service times directions to the church upcoming events and much more you can also reach us at 210-821-5683 maranatha bible church is located at 7855 east loop 1604 north in converse texas 78109 directly across from randolph air force base